What's going on, people? All right. I want to welcome all of you to another edition of the Talk to Q Radio Show. My name is Quincy, and this is my show. And today's T2Q is BYOT, Bring Your Own Topic. It seemed like a good way to wrap up season eight of the show by letting you decide what we're going to talk about. So um, I have callers waiting. I have Facebook submissions of topics. So this should be good. Let's get after it. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? Think about it. My name is Quincy. And this is my show. The Talk to Q Radio Show. Call it, go ahead. Hey Q, how are you? What up, what up? Let me thank you for having me on your show. It's so awesome to be here with you and all your listeners. Bad man posted some of the chat room that almost made me choke over here. My man Ray out there in New Jersey. Ray, what's going on, man? Hey, what's up, man? How you doing? You know, I ain't telling you don't screw. Screwing is cool. Some women are down for it. I said some, not all. This is a show that people are supposed to get their opinion and tell what they think. And I think it's offensive to say that a person who speaks well is trying to speak white. Focus on knowing how to build a relationship versus a bank account. Tonight's show is sponsored by Mystified Podcast. Be sure to check them out wherever you listen to podcasts. And, of course, don't forget to listen to the Talk to Q radio show on Apple or Google. Go to TalkToQ.com for more information. 516-595-8306 is the number to tonight's show. To the phone lines, I go. From the 248 area code, the outskirts of the Motor City of Detroit, please welcome on the author, the show hostess, the show legend, Miss Crystal Hickerson. Chris, what's going on today? Hey Q, how are you? And I'm doing pretty well. How's everything going up there in Michigan? Oh, pretty good. Um... Still going through our COVID thing, but I think we are doing okay on a basic level. Yeah, we are not so much. (laughs) But hey, what can you do? I'm just trying to stay safe myself. Whether anyone else takes it seriously or not, you know, there's nothing I can do for that. People have their own choice, but uh, I'm going to try to stay out the way. Right. It is what it is, so our president says. (laughs) <laughs> I know, right? Back to the phones. <laughs> From the 601 area code, my hometown of Jackson, Mississippi, let me welcome on the man, the myth, the original show legend, the Minister of Sexual Affairs, Eminem was shaking. Uh, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? What's going on, man? Glad to have you oh, on. Oh, man. It's slow for the pole, man. 
you know, but still trying to teach them how to sing for a Benjamin, man. So, hey, it's all good. <laughs> I hear you. And uh, I got a couple more callers to bring on, so let me go ahead and get to them. From the 732 area code, the Garden State of New Jersey, please welcome on the show enforcer, Ray. Ray, what's going on, man? Hey, what's up, Q? Crystal, what's happening, cuz? What's going on, cuz? What's going on, man? All right, one more. From the 732 area code, the Garden State of New Jersey, please welcome on the voice of reason, Amanda, to the Talking Q radio show. Amanda, how's it going? Hey, Q. Hey, Crystal. Hey, Eminem. Hey, Ray. How's everybody? What up, what up? Hey, Amanda. Doing great. Good, doing good. You heard that seven three two that time, then you, you see your boy got it right. I appreciate that. Glad to know me and Ray aren't uh, separated, living across the country from each other anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know what happened that day, but anyway. All right, so we'll get into it now. Tonight is BYOT, Bring Your Own Topic. And I have some topics from Facebook, and, of course, you all will be able to introduce some topics as well. But let me go ahead and start with Facebook, first of all. The first question was submitted by Miss Erica W. out of Louisiana, and she asked this question. Due to the recent controversy over Beyonce's new show, she's referring to Black is King, do we believe that she's worshiping demonic spirits? Now, Crystal, I know you've seen the show because you reviewed it um, on your podcast. What do you think about that? Do you think that Beyonce is worshiping the devil and uh, that blackest king reflects that? Crying out loud. Um, (laughs) First of all, please go and uh, check out my podcast on that on crystalshow.com. But I don't think so. This has been going on for a while. People have been using the conspiracy theory that um, Beyonce, Jay-Z, and others, basically anybody who is successful must be successful because they are demons. And um, I don't think so. That's the only criteria that they're successful. I mean, I don't know. They're part of the Illuminati and and all this stuff. Um, I'm not a fan of Beyonce. I do like some of her works and when she puts out things that, that are good you know in my eyes then I listen to it just like with anybody else. Um, no. I, some of the imagery in there I know would um, you know conjure these people to feel oh god that's, that's the devil that's you know but I really don't think so. I really think that what she was trying to do and um, taking the Disney and bringing it forward to um, today in order to say this is what black Americans have gone through, starting with all, bringing us all the way to the, to the end to now. And I, th- I really do feel what she was just saying black men, black people, and specifically black men, I think, to love yourself and to be the king that you are and take that responsibility and okay. role in in life. So, 
That's what I feel. Okay. So, um, Amanda, have you seen the the movie? I've started it, but I haven't. I didn't get very far because um, I think when I started watching it, I was trying to multitask, like work and watch it at the same time. I was like, you know what? I got to give this my undivided attention. So I thought it was one of those things where you kind of really need to be into it to capture, to really see the full essence of everything. Um, but what I heard about the controversy regarding um, devil worshiping or demons and stuff like that. My first thought was that it probably has a lot of African um, maybe religions and culture into it because, you know, if you look at history, when Africans were brought over to America, a lot of the, um, the religion and uh, cultural things that they tried to keep, uh, white Christians felt like it was demonic. So I, again, I haven't seen exactly what they're talking about, that, but that was my first thought, that it's probably some of that true um, African ancestral cultural type stuff that people are seeing and are, you know, making it out to be something that she, you know, she's just showing, hey, this is the culture and people are making it out to be like, oh, she's worshiping the devil. So that was my thought process on that. All right. So Ray, Ray, let's say one way or another, we, you know, we don't know what the true agenda is, but if a person is watching the movie and they know nothing about the imagery that they're seeing, are they really being influenced one way or another? I mean, if she has certain outfits that, you know, are can be equated to a devil worshiper or something. If you don't know anything about that stuff, it's not going to affect you, right? No, not not really. I mean, um, I've seen advertisements for the movie, but I uh, it's not my kind of movie. I like you know comedies and dramas, all this stuff, and it gets crazy like that. I I pretty much just pass on it. But um, I I don't I don't know you know what it represents. I mean. Uh, like CRISPR, I always heard people talking about the Illuminati and she doing this and Jay-Z doing that. And, you know, to me, without strong evidence of something like that, I wouldn't put that on somebody. But, you know, just because they do things differently, that doesn't mean that that they an Illuminati and this and that. And I mean, you know, when you got that kind of money, who knows what you do, what you say, or how you act, or whatever the case may be. So, a lot of all these folks that out here talking, they're not even in the same hemisphere financially. So, they don't, you really don't, might be some things you might not understand or whatever. So, until I see different, I mean, I, I guess it's just, just a movie. But if an expert says, well, this is kind of close, uh, Outfits that you know, devil worshippers or somebody may wear. Then to me, that would be an issue because what are you really trying to do or what are you really trying to say? But until then, I wouldn't uh, put that on them. I mean, she go ahead and make her movie, and if that's the way she want to make it, then that's her prerogative. That's the thing about living in America. So. You know, I don't know enough about it to really give a, a strong enough of an opinion and say, yeah, man. 
All right. And so next question, let me go to you, Eminem. And this question was submitted by Tiandra W. out of Mississippi. So Eminem, Tiandra asks, what new laws need to be created to get these corrupt people out of office? <laughs> wow. Uh, for one, 1313. But uh, outside of that, shit, man. Um, honestly, a lot of the reason things become corrupt is really the, like, but you have to, you know, anybody listening has to really, really hear what I'm saying real carefully because it sounds like I'm going in another direction, but I'm not. But the thing is, the people is the reason for the corruption. And this was, this is what I'm getting at. All right. I just say, okay, like it's about four or five of us on the phone, right? Say, say this wasn't a radio show. Say this was some kind of, public forum and we are voting on what to do with allocated taxes for the upcoming year okay i might i look at my cousin and then he look at his wife we look at you q and and everybody sit up here and say well hey man i mean i know we ain't thinking like this but shit uh this is an open public meeting but nobody's coming nobody's coming physically, nobody's Zooming, nobody's in no chat room, nothing. So now, if somebody want to get kind of sticky, hey, if, if we're in cahoots, that's how it's going to go. Now, that's a simplified, caveman, watered-down version of, of how corruption starts, but that's pretty much what it is. There's not one office, not one single office that is an elected office that doesn't have open public records that can be questioned at any time. This is, And you don't have to be a lawyer or anybody to question it. But for whatever reason, a lot of it is, is uh, just pretty much, you know, nobody go around thinking about stuff like this all the time because time you're working and dealing with your own life events and stuff like that, I know it's kind of hard to just get caught up into a lot of um, not necessarily political stuff, but, but just governmental stuff. But pretty much that's that was the whole start of it, and as time went on, it only got worse and worse and worse, and that's why it always seemed like, regardless of how good somebody may have been when they were on the campaign trail, but a few years in, you start seeing different little things on them, and, and I don't mean just like uh, scandals with women and stuff. I'm talking about scandals with money and stuff because that's what happens. It's just like... You know, it's it's not enough public oversight. Public oversight can change anything. You know, if the if the if the if the if the damn flag in Mississippi can can come down, anything can come down. But that's because of the people. If if five people showed up for that shit, like it has been for many many years, nothing would change. So same way with that. You know, I guarantee you, if anybody has any allegations of some kind of improprieties of a public official. If the public makes a strong stance and be visually uh, 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 or let them know that they pretty much watching what they do and they want to see this and they want to see that, I ain't going to say it's going to stop, but you'll be surprised how much it changed. Um, Shortening terms and all that stuff, okay, that matters, but it really don't because if, if you just say, okay, well, hey, all right, man, you got to go. Your two years old with we're gonna replace you with somebody else. If this boardroom 
or uh, this room where we're making all these public decisions with your money, and nobody's out there, nobody's asking questions, well, you're just replacing one thief with another thief. It's going to just keep going on and on. The power power Pretty to much. the people, man. Power to the people. That's a real statement. Okay. Very well said, sir. And so, Crystal, this is the follow-up question, but this also comes from Facebook. Michael R. in Mississippi asks, do we need to create a third political party? And I guess by saying third party, he's just, I'm assuming that he means a party big enough to be competitive with Democrats and Republicans. So what do you think about that, Crystal? Uh, no, we do not need to create another party. What we need to do is get rid of all the parties and have it where people run that, you know, for president or for whatever office, and they're running simply on their merit. Now, as they're giving their platform, you can decide, well, okay, they sound more um, Republican or they sound more conservative or either sound more liberal or maybe they're more moderate. And then you basically you choose the person based on what they're standing for. And I also feel that if there were no parties and they just ran on their own individual platforms, then it could probably go both ways. You may have someone who says, you know, I don't believe in abortion, um, but I do believe that um, if there is something going on with the woman physically, then they have a right to choose. Or, you know, I believe um, all people of color and all people in America should have the same rights. However, I do believe in the laws brought down by Moses or whatever. I mean, so it, it, it kind of all kind of goes together. No person is all liberal or all, you know, um, conservative. So I don't think there should be any parties whatsoever. So, no, we should not have a third freaking party. All right. Ray, what do you think? Do we need a third party to try to shake things up and maybe get someone in the middle? Or do you think um, Crystal is uh, along, along the lines of something we should do? Or do you think it's fine the way it is? I mean, if we want to create a third party, It'll take so long for the party to come up and get to where Democrats and Republicans are that it'll probably be 50 years before they actually win. And, yeah, it's it's a good idea, but people are going to go what they're familiar with. And what they're familiar with, just like the independent guys that run, you know, they ain't doing nothing but taking votes. They're not really doing anything, you know, that that's, that's different. And me, I'm about – the country needs to be ran, not coming in talking about giving everything away and all this kind of stuff. We got to do what's best for America. And, you know, that's the only thing the other party is going to represent. They're not a Democrat. They're not a Republican, but they're going to have to have a selling point on something. And that something more than likely is not going to be good. Just like me, I like Bernie Sanders, but if you come in, you know, I thought he was a good candidate, 
but talking about wiping out college debt and doing this and that. Well, where the hell all that money going to come from? I saw on TV today they owe uh, so many trillions of dollars in student loan debt. How the hell are you going to erase all that? You know, you got to have a plan, not just talking crazy. So I I really don't think we necessarily need another party because, to me, it's, it's, it's going to be a waste. So I say, you know, it's been this way all the time. Politics wouldn't be politics without crooks and criminals or people pushing their own agenda. So two is enough for me. Okay. All right. And so, Amanda, I'll let you break the tie on this, I guess. Uh, which way do you lean? A third political party or status quo? Yeah. I mean, I kind of have to. I just, I just don't feel like a third political party would really solve the issue. Like, I tend to, I like a lot of independents that have run in previous races. Um, I feel like, I don't know. You know, I wish, I wish I really knew what the solution was. The solution is probably so far fetched and so unrealistic. But just people really, instead of drinking the Kool-Aid and following Republican, Democrat. My dad was always, you know, more so about, like, I remember when I was young and I would ask him who he was voting for, and he would tell me, well, I like this person because of this, and I like this person because of that. And he could see both sides of it and say, okay, well, you know, he, I really got an education. He wasn't so much of, hey, I'm voting Democrat because, you know, just because it was like, okay, well, I like this person's policies and I like where they're leaning with this. But at the same token, if there was a Republican and he felt like they were, um, you know, they they had good intentions and he liked their policies, he would vote for them. So I think a lot of times you see people voting one party and particularly Republican, and it's just they're just following the, you know, they're just following what they've always done. They're not really looking at the issues and what the person stands for because a lot of times if you ask them, well, how do you feel about this? And they'll their their personal values may slightly lined up a little a little more uh, liberal than what they vote, but they're going off of what they you know what their family has done and what they've always followed and stuff like that. So it it's, it's I don't really feel like a, a a different party will create anything other than splitting votes or just kind of just being there taking space. So. I feel like it would take something way more radical than that. So I don't really believe it would be realistic to to feel like people would step outside of, you know, the things they've always done and actually look at the true issues and vote based on that. All right. Strong argument. Very much so. Um, I like what Crystal said, just no political parties. You know, I'm John Smith and I believe in higher taxes and, more government or whatever, you know, just kind of do things exactly. that way. But, you know, unfortunately, I don't think that's going to happen. That's that's just a pipe dream, I guess you would say. So, all right, before I go to the phones, I'm going to take a quick 45-second break, and then I'll go to the phone lines, and we'll get into the next topic. Hello, fellow podcast listeners. Are you interested in a strange UFO story or maybe a haunting from the great state of Texas? 
Or maybe true crime tickles your fancy, and we may have a case you've never heard before. If any of these stories entice you, then check out Mystified Podcast. We're a podcast that brings you strange and unusual stories every Friday. You can find us on any platform that you listen to podcasts on, or check us out on Facebook at Mystified Podcast Discussion Group, or even Instagram at Mystified underscore pod. So grab a drink and come have a laugh and maybe a scare with us. See you there. All right. My thanks to Mystified Podcast for being a sponsor of this episode of the Talk to Q Radio Show, Season 8 Finale. To the phone lines, I go. From the 850 area code, the Emerald Coastline of Pensacola, Florida, making his way to the ring, the man in black, the Buckster. Buck, what's going on, bro? Oh, what's up? How's everybody doing this evening? Doing well, man. How you making it? Outstanding. All right, Buck. Um, I'm going to put you on the spot here, bro. And you're calling into the okay. show. Is bring your own topic um, day here on the Talk to Q Radio show. So we'll do like a rapid fire response to whatever topic you bring up. So what's your topic, man? Give me something. You know, I, when I was listening, I, actually my topic was actually going to be political. Um, I was going to talk about, um, you know, every, everybody needs to really take this election very seriously. And um, we've seen what's happened over the course of the last three years. That's you know we know what we know what we're dealing with as far as Trump Trump goes. We know what we're dealing with you know because Biden was vice president at one time. He's been in politics for quite some time, and he's running for president this this time. Um, and what I really wanted to kind of focus on and harp on, not necessarily so much Republican or Democrat, but more or less the voting itself. Um, you know, there's been, you know, a few weeks ago, Trump said, you know, he really didn't want to use the, you know, the absentee ballot or your, your ballot, you know, where, you know, where you mail your mail-in ballot. So, you know, but also there's a lot of things that have really come up and recently, especially in Florida, I've been text or call like four or five different times by four or five different groups trying to make sure that I'm voting. And you don't necessarily know if it's a true company or not true company. So my, what I really wanted to say is you really need to do your due diligence if you're not registered. I'm registered, so I don't have that issue. But if you're not registered, you really need to play, pay close attention to, you know, if some of these companies are out here, um, trying to get you registered and they're not a legitimate company um, and your vote won't be counted. Um, if you get a, if you get a mail-in ballot, make sure it's coming from where you normally get mail-in ballots from. Do your due diligence so therefore your vote can count. This year is going to be really wild voting because you got COVID-19 that you got to deal with. Coronavirus! So, so you really want to make sure that you're doing the right thing. You want to make sure if you're not registered, did you get registered um, with the right right people and make sure your vote counts? Okay. Very well said, sir. Eminem, what's your, let's, let's go with Buck's topic here for a second, Eminem. Voter suppression, man. Um, do you think we have people who are trying to trick folks into thinking they're registered when they're not? 
or maybe sending falsified mail-in ballots that are aren't official? Oh yeah, yeah. You got all kind of stuff. It's gonna be worse now than ever uh, because with the with the uh, with the evolving technology we have, it makes it easier for you know people to have arterial motors. And, and what's so bad? What, what what's really bad is that most of the people that's doing it don't even have an agenda. They just you know just just it's just getting kicks out of it. You know, it's just it's almost like somebody you know starting a damn fight at a party where everybody seemed to be having a good time. You, you know, it's like, well, man, what the fuck is his problem? It's like, shit, what's the problem? Everybody like they're getting along. And for some reason, somebody just want to start some shit. So it's the same thing, you know. Um, and that's going to happen. I mean, as 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 we get more away from um, industrialization, I guess, and more into just, you know, tech living and, and, and uh, what you call it, uh, I get inter and intrapersonal. I think it's intrapersonal types of relationships and shit where you pretty much communi- communicating with technology versus saying, you know, hey, baby, what's happening? You know what I'm saying? Just like, you know, so it's the same thing, man. So so the same thing with the voters. They know a lot of people now don't have, like, a direct interaction with anybody that they can be truthful for. It's like, you know, like I know back in college, uh, well, I've been registered to vote since I was 18, but I know back in college, and, uh, you know, in the student union, the JSU, they would have people set up and stuff. But, I mean, you don't see shit like that no more. Now people are, it's tele, it's uh, like what books call, talking about, the uh, robocalls and all this kind of shit. Nobody knows what's real. You got copycat stuff. You got people from other countries trying to use fake voter information instead of to assist you. They're just trying to steal your identity. So you got all this shit going on. Then, of course, you got the underlying things with, you know, within some of the political realms. So it's just a big gumbo of crap, but it's a very simple, simple solution to all of that. It's called, you, I think, that uh, every damn um, county or parish in the United States has a, uh, what's that, a circuit clerk's office or whatever. Most of them, you know, they should have mm-hmm. a website. You can get everything you need to know about voting right there and do it there. You don't have to. Just Very true. Nobody, nobody that you don't trust shouldn't have to. You shouldn't get caught up with some kind of um, foreign entity to get registered to vote. You know, you know what the fuck y'all doing in school besides eating, man? Shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people just need to just uh, just make the effort, and they can find out there's all kinds of information out there. Yeah, all that's right, some so, boring shit, but it ain't that complicated, though, you know. It's really not. All what, right, I appreciate the topic, Buck. And, uh, Crystal, let me go to you. And you got a topic you want to bring to the table for a rapid-fire response? Yeah, um, I think for me, and I talked about this earlier, was a colleague of mine today. We talked about the reasoning behind why COVID-19 is spreading and re-spreading and re-spreading and re-spreading in America and not necessarily happening um, in the other countries. And we came to the conclusion that it's the Amer is the American culture. The American culture seems to feel like 
they are free to do whatever the hell they want, um, that they uh, are entitled to make their own decisions, and if the government tells you to do something, you're not supposed to do it if you don't want to do it. And I know we can go back and forth regarding those specifics, but here is something that is obvious um, that that is given to you by every freaking physician, real physician in America and other countries and telling you this is what you need to do to stop it, to, you know, get it under control. But people don't do it, you know, because they don't want to. So that's really my topic is what people feel, what we guys feel about the American culture basically causing our own demise. Okay. And, Ray, what do you think about that? You, you know, Ray, we got examples of the NBA, um, the NHL, you know, National Hockey League, as well as the WNBA are all in bubbles. They're all isolated from the outside world. And if I'm not mistaken, I don't think either one of those three leagues has reported any COVID, positive COVID tests in a week, um, seven days straight or eight days straight, something like that. Um, so we can see examples of how it may work if people isolate themselves. But, Ray, do you think that the American culture just prevents us from getting better because we feel like we can do whatever we want to do and the government can't tell us to do anything? Um, well, this this is a very good topic, Crystal. I agree 1,000% with what you said because this is the problem. You've got people want to argue over putting a mask on their face. You want people want to go in the stores without masks. you got people that feel like they don't have to do anything. you got all these assholes going to parties, going to the beach, all this shit that really is not necessary. But you try to tell them, and they feel like they want to get into their rights and the government and all this other shit. It has nothing to do with being political. These people are trying to tell you don't do certain things because it, you may be okay, but if you're going around people, older people, and you're going around people like family members, you are putting everybody at risk by doing certain things. But everywhere you go, and I'm sure every state you in, or whatever state you're in, you see the same things. People at the beach, people at the bar, people having a party, people got people all at their house that don't live there. You see all types of stuff going on, and people just don't seem to understand that this is not a good idea. But see, if I was the government, and people don't like Republicans, and that's their opinion and so forth, but if it was me, I cut them damn checks off until everybody gets straight. Now, you ain't got no choice. Now, we deliver food. It ain't about no having much money as they trying to give out or whatever. It ain't about that. Okay, we give you a 20-pound bag of rice. We give you some water. We give you some flour. We give you 20 pounds of chicken or whatever, and that's it. Now, you can eat because they're not going to stop with the nonsense. Every other day is something you see on TV. To me, 
I just don't don't really understand why people feel like because when everything was going crazy up here in New Jersey, New York, this and that, people in other states they looking at us and they standing on the porch looking at us. Now when it started traveling to other places, they didn't learn about what happened here and what's still going on here. You know, they still want to do their own thing. And now they're trying to push the kids back in school. How are you going to push the kids in school when this thing is not straight yet? These other countries, they got their situation together. United States, everybody, and it's, it's worse than it ever has been because we have more technology than, than any other time in life. You got iPhones, you got iPads, you got, you know, all types of video games, you got Netflix, you got anything that if you was in the house, you could stay in the house and don't have to worry about coming out for nothing but food or going to work or whatever it is you got to do that's important. But they will not do that. And it's sad. You look at CNN, you look at NBC News or whatever you're watching, you see all types of examples of young and old of all different races talking crazy. Politicians, educated folks, and I don't understand it. It's just a miracle. And these people got a chip on their shoulder and they got attitude and they believe that they're a free country and they can do what they want. But this is a bad result because everything is getting messed up now. So I don't I don't know what else to say about that. I think you said a mouthful there. I really do. And I, as far as the whole mask, people not wearing masks, I, it reminds me of back in the day, and this was back in probably the early 80s or mid-80s, maybe around the mid-80s, when uh, you started to, when they really started to push about seatbelts. No one wanted to wear a seatbelt. And people just, you know, yeah, they want their right to fly through a windshield and lose three pounds of flesh on the asphalt. That's what they wanted to do. No one wanted to wear a seatbelt, but now seatbelt is second nature to just about everybody. Just about everybody gets in the car and they don't think anything about it. They put it on, go about their life, you know? So the mask to me should be kind of the same way. I mean, the seatbelt was there for your safety and the mask is there for, you know, not your safety, other people. So uh, there's still a lot of people that have problems with it though. But um, and I've I've had a couple of guests on my show recently, and, and they talked about it. And even though I thought they did make a few good points, it wasn't enough to convince me to do anything. Otherwise, um, I'm gonna wear a mask when I go out in public. But I don't really go anywhere other than the grocery store and to my dad. So I'm not going to bars or anything like that. I can I can wait on that stuff. So well, Ray, since I have you, Ray, do you have a topic for yourself for us to do a little rapid fire response? No, I normally I read the email and, and figure out what the show is about, but I didn't have a chance today, so I don't really, really uh have a topic yet. Um, that I can really think of offhand, but you okay. know, open to discuss anything. If you think of one, just just let me know. And Amanda, what about you? Okay. Um, I don't have a topic, but just to comment off of um, you know, Crystal's question or topic, I just. I agree with everything Ray said. I think I feel like he covered covered everything. But what what really gets me is like he said, educated people who are talking about, you know, um, there's one person that we used to work with 
that I follow on Facebook, and he's talking about going to Dallas or, or Memphis to go to the bars if they're open. I'm like, why would you want to do that? You have kids, you have a you know a, a father who's probably seventy plus. Like, why would you even? Why would that be your main thing? You know, and it was a good example about the seatbelts. And the funny thing is, the mask is more so you know so they say to protect um, to protect others as much uh, uh, as or more than to protect yourself. And somebody made a good analogy and said, okay, well, um, if you don't want, if you don't care about protecting, uh, you know, if if wearing a mask and endangering other people's lives is is your right, then drinking and driving should be legal because, hey, I'm not bothering you if I get drunk and hop in the car and drive. So you say about this mask situation, because, you know, at least with the seatbelt, you can say, hey, that's, that literally protects yourself. With a mask, it kind of protects you, but it more so protects others. And that's the Very whole thing with drinking and driving. It's not about protecting um, self. You know, hey, I can say I don't care about my life. I'm a drink and I'm going to go out there, but nobody wants that. You know, you have all these organizations set up to, to try to, you know, promote the dangers of drinking and driving. So, um I think that that's just an example of of a lot of uh, privilege out there. I don't want to name a particular race, but I guess I will and say white privilege. You know, it's a lot of people who've never been told no in their lives because you see some black people acting a fool here and there on the news about wearing a mask, but specifically it's more so um, a lot of Southern white people who don't want to wear a mask, who believe it's a, um, who have previously believed it's all a hoax following the president and, and just a whole lot of unnecessary talk. And then now it's really hitting close to home. And like Ray said, how could you want to start school? You know, I feel like most of the kids would probably be okay because traditionally from what we've seen, kids have been okay, but kids are, kids are not going to do the right thing when it comes to sanitizing their hands, washing their hands, wearing masks, social distancing. They're going to, you know, I saw a meme about kids trading masks. Hey, I got Superman and you got, Ninja Turtles, let's oh trade. You know, <laughs> you know, I could see that. And then the teachers are in danger. The bus drivers are in danger. The principals and the janitors and all the administration, that's who's in danger. And when you have all those people sick, who's going to teach and take care of your kids? You know, I'm so tired of some of my um, some of my friends from high school who are, you know, talking about, oh, I, I can't work because these kids, like really your job is more important than the safety of your kids? And the safety of other people, really, you, oh, my daughter cries every time she's, uh, she's doing the, the, uh, the virtual learning. Well, you know, a lot of people cry every time they go to school, but they still have to go when they physically went. Like, shut up. Just figure it out the best you can. You're not, you know, instead of trying to buy the biggest house in Rankin County, save that money, do what you got to do and raise your kids. You know, just, just, it's just certain things you see and you see where people's priorities are, so. They definitely don't have the priorities in place. So, all right. So, Eminem, let me go to you, man. Do you have a topic that we can give a rapid-fire response to? Yeah, I, I had a topic, man, but this one here is so good, man. Damn, I almost got to make a comment on it right quick. Like, like, uh, like, I think a lot of the reason for all of this stuff with the mask is social media. And And, and I'm going to say this real quick. Uh, I like what you said about seatbelts, and don't forget the other one. 
uh, secondhand smoke. You remember when they was proving secondhand smoke was causing yeah, cancer, and they started yeah. saying you can't. Okay, but what's the common denominator in all that? We didn't have social media, so the people who was against it, talking about the damn federal government, all that bullshit, um, they 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 still had the same opinion, but they wasn't heard as loud. So what we're basically witnessing is what people that work in the penal system have to deal with all the time. If you somebody to come in off the street and you can influence a lot of people, we got to isolate your ass. So what's happening was what's happening is with social media, you giving a platform more so than any before in, in, in modern history, where now people that never had a voice that can influence and, 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 and magnetize other people to think like them, so now it's more concentrated. So now now the the, the people here that don't look like me, that's talking about it's the damn federal government, all that bullshit, now they hear somebody in Florida saying the same thing, somebody in Texas saying the same thing. Now you got a whole movement of... The mass being some type of anti-government, anti-Yankee thing, you know what I'm saying, versus the facts, versus the seat belts and secondhand smoke, you know. And these damn kids going to get ran okay. over out here. But, uh, oh, but my, my rapid-fire question, man, it was like uh, I had seen a thing, and I had shot at the queue, uh, uh, but they was doing a panel on ESPN about, uh, you know, some of the recent topics dealing with, with racial equality and stuff. And say he still didn't get the invite or something, and and the way the topic was is like she's not black enough. And my rapid fire thing was, it's the power of words. Like a lot of times, people that have simple minds, uh, not necessarily low education, but simple minds, don't know how to say stuff to get the right point across. Like, like somebody not. Okay, I won't even use black. If, if we were making a movie about Chinese culture, okay, and you want to kind of make something more stereotypical, not making fun of nobody's culture, but literally something more that would kind of go in line with what you would kind of assume a lot of, you know, Chinese people would be good, would do, you would get somebody that probably wouldn't be a Chinese dude that's that's acting like he's Hispanic or something like that. So instead of saying he ain't Chinese enough, say what you mean. Say that we look for somebody that's more in tune to um, tradition or something like that. And so when it comes to black people, that's what I want to say. There's no such thing as somebody's not black enough. Now, you might turn around and be more specific and say, well, okay, if I'm doing a uh, – if Q was doing a, some kind of future podcast on, on gang culture, you wouldn't use – Guys who was not in the gang use gang members, but at the same time, that's gonna be specified. But don't turn around and say, you know, just because this person is black, and this person is black, he's not black enough. Just say, no, no, no. I need somebody that's an actual gang member. I need somebody. You know, be specific. So, the topic ain't about nothing black. It's just saying how uh, educationally, when, when shit get put out there, if you don't use the right wording. The topic is so misconstrued; it, it takes everything into a whole nother direction. Because it, once I read the whole article, the fucking title was just the opposite of what they were saying. It had nothing to do with say still not being black enough. They were just saying they was trying to say we wanted somebody that was, uh, you know, 
you know, might have grew up in the projects or something like that, some bullshit like that, but they should have been more specific. I agree. And y'all I, lost, I, y'all, y'all lost I'll give it, uh, did that make sense? I was kind of going in a circle, but yeah. <laughs> I'll give a response you know. to this one, Eminem. And, uh, I mean, and just to let you all know the whole story, Sage Steele is an ESPN talking head, and they had a show dedicated for black people to discuss social justice. And she wasn't invited to be a part of that show. It was called The Undefeated, I think. And so they selected four people, and she was not invited. And like Eminem said, you know, it was basically people were saying, uh, well, she was saying that she wasn't invited because people didn't think she was black enough. And when I read the entire story, and I agree with Eminem, people should have worded it a little differently. But I don't know if it was the fact that she's not dark skinned or anything like that that had anything to do do with it. Um, She has complained about... um, protest for when when Donald Trump had the travel ban on predominantly Muslim countries. These people were protesting at the LAX, and she was complaining about it, saying it was delaying her her flight. And so she kind of called out the people who were protesting about the travel ban. And then she went after a football player for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Mike Evans, um, about him kneeling for the national anthem. And she posted a picture of a man in a military graveyard saying, um, remember this pic while kneeling or exercising your right to protest, hashtag perspective. And so I think that worked against her more than her skin color or maybe some of her background or something of that nature because of the fact she's actually called out um, movements against people of, of color. And but. To Eminem's point, though, you, you, it's really not a good thing to invoke that you're not black enough type of deal because anybody with any type of black blood in your body has been discriminated against, okay? Because it, it just takes one drop for people to look at you sideways. And so I really don't want people to get that from what happened to her, that maybe it was the skin, her skin color or the how she dresses or something where she quote-unquote, thinks that, that she's white. I think it was more or less the, the protest and the movement that she's called people out on that kind of had people thinking that maybe you're not the best person to discuss Black Lives Matter when, you know, you already have a problem with people kneeling and protesting the president. So that's I want to say this, too. Um, I believe Pete Steele's daddy was somebody big. He did something at West Point or something like that, and he was – Military, I think that's why she said that. But you know, I don't. I th- I think that when you are black, or whether you have white, or whatever the case may be, you have a right to speak just like everyone else. See, what we like to do in the black community, if you have a different opinion than what people want to bully people into believing, I was always a person. I'm gonna do and I'm gonna say whatever I want to say. But you had people. Oh, that's not the opinion that's popular, we don't want to hear from you. And whatever her thought, I don't care if it's Candace Owens. I don't like probably nothing she got to say. But the thing about it is, is she has an opinion to speak. And you should have a topic where, or if they're on TV or whatever, where people, whether they, that's what it's about. If people disagree, everybody talking on the same topic, okay, then the situation is easy. 
But if it's not, then, you know, people can have a right to say whatever they want to say. But I believe her dad was like the first person or third or something to go to West Point or whatever. That's probably why she said that about Neely. But that's her opinion, although it really doesn't have anything to do with the flag, except the words that are being said are not the words that uh, uh, apply to black people. So being black, she should understand that, but that's not her opinion, so she she has the right to say that. You're right, and you know we value opinions here, and she did have a a dad in the army. She is a military um, um, child. Um, She was born, I think, in like, uh, what, the Panama Panama Canal region or something, or I I can't remember the story behind her right off, and uh, she's half black half Italian or half Irish, something like that. And I do think that if they would have had her on the show, it definitely would have made it more interesting if someone maybe didn't see things the same way as everyone else. Cause I think that's what kind of helps people grow to hear opinions from, from all sides. Um, and I don't have a problem with her personally. And I just hate to see this type of stuff, especially publicly and, you know, I know Eminem had mentioned it to me, and I was like, man, you just you just don't want to hear someone being told they're not black enough, you know, and right. because and see, like that, that's, say, that's and, just and, a bad and thing. I, and I think it's, I think it's, I think it's, it's, it's necessary at certain times, you know, depending on the situation. Like, if you was doing something like, okay, like if you was doing something on uh, – on uh, a show on Katrina, you know, 15 years later, you wouldn't, okay, like if somebody wasn't affected by Katrina, you wouldn't say uh, they're not black enough. Just say what it is. Oh, no, nah, man, you, you wasn't in the in the area that was affected. So that's what I'm saying, like the topic should have been we need somebody more radical or more this or more that. Don't say somebody's not black enough because that, right. that, that misconstrued, you loses all the beauty of what you're trying to accomplish. Now it turns to something else because if you got one drop of nigga and you're a nigga, period. But the thing is, it, it it's like I didn't get chosen. If, if, if the top is we, we trying to, like, uh, you remember when Donahue used to come on in the 80s and stuff, and one time one yeah. of my favorite episodes of Donahue, they had uh, – some Klansmen from North Carolina or either Florida, and then they had a few Black Panthers on there, new Black Panthers. But the thing about it is, you, you know, for for that for that topic, he wouldn't tell somebody, well, you ain't white enough. He just said, no, nah, no, nah, we need somebody extreme on here. We need somebody extreme black. They, you're not going to say you're not black enough. So that's what I'm saying. Like, it's not so much the opinions. This is like, say what you say what you're looking for. Don't, but don't say somebody ain't black enough. That that kills the whole meaning. <laughs> it really does. It really does. And all right, so we'll get to this this last topic. And I mean, speaking of of colorism, I guess um, it's kind of a two part thing. And this is something I wasn't even aware of. It came from the homie Derek W in Georgia, and he asked me on Facebook, "Are people too sensitive today?" to truly enjoy the 90s sitcom that are now available on Netflix. And I I wasn't sure what he was talking about. And he kind of broke it down for me. And he said that people have been going in on, like, for example, um, the sitcom Martin, you know, the stars Martin Lawrence. And for those who watch Martin, Martin used to always argue with T'Chana Arnold's character named Pam. 
And so people are on social media, and he says a lot of them are under the age of 30, offended that Martin is cracking jokes on Pam, and they think that he's doing it because she's dark-skinned. You know, his fiance on the show was light-skinned. And, I I mean, this really blew me away. I had no idea that people Uh, actually were talking about this stuff. All right, here's another example. Everybody don't need no damn platform. That's so damn stupid. (laughs) Here's another example. On the sitcom Moesha, um, which Moesha, there's a character on the show named Kim, and, you know, Kim is a heavyset girl. They were criticizing that show, saying that they were fat-shaming Kim. All right, and uh, cause was was that Monique's character, or was that the other lady on the show? I don't remember. No, nah, um, that's Constant Constant Vaughn. Yeah, uh, okay. yeah, Constant. Okay, well, and then, damn, what, uh, what the hell was they going to say about what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> so, Crystal, let me start with you on this. Have you heard this, and do you agree? Do you think that it was a colorism issue on Martin, and that they were fat shaming people? Um, Countess and, and Monique on Moesha. Um, no, I I hadn't really heard this in a specific way, but um, I have heard um, like I think last year an article came out was talking about not specifically black um, shows, but just shows in general that were out in the eighties. Uh, of course, 70s and maybe even 90s. That um, would it, in other words, would those shows make it today? If you just put those out there as a show today and came on brand new, um, would they even make it? And and I and when I thought about that, I thought, how, what a shame that some of the shows they were talking, they were not even talking about Archie Bunker or, you know, the Jeffersons, which, you know, clearly some of the things that were said in those two shows, you would go, eh, maybe we would change that up a little bit, but it was still hilarious. <laughs> but yeah, I get it. You know, but um, something like Good Times, I don't, I think it would make it today. Um and and there were other shows, so, so it was black and white, so it wasn't necessarily just one thing. But yeah, it, you know, to to the point of the person and what what they were talking about, millennials, I guess today, who don't have the context, and those those shows were written because that is what was happening. Um, I, you know, you can go back to the beginning of rap. Um, rap was talking about, you know, injustice and political issues, and and then rap moved into more monetary issues and capitalism and all of that in the 80s when it was more about I'm going to get mine, and, you know, so the, those changeovers. So you write about the generation you're in. You know, you think about the 70s and the 60s, you know, they were speaking about peace and, and war and all this stuff because that's what was happening. Now, today, a lot of that context has not been given to the millennials. Some have been, but there's a gap, as we all know, during the 80s, 
and 90s of, you know, the um, drug wars and the, and the crack cocaine where a lot of these parents were in jail, dead, or going through something really horrible, and they weren't necessarily telling the stories that Big Mama and others were telling us. So we knew where all this was coming from, and there was context. And for them, there is no context. <laughs> they don't. It's like they just now discovering, you know, things. So they're making, they're saying things like, "Oh my God, I can't believe you did this." It's like, well, you have no idea what was happening at that time. And excuse me, but colorism is still very much alive in the black community. Most definitely. So, so Martin choosing a lighter-skinned woman as his mate. Now, if Martin was made today, she wouldn't be uh, uh, Tisha Arnold. She would be probably a facsimile of Kim Kardashian. So she wouldn't be uh, the, the light-skinned black woman. She would be the exotic, quote-unquote, white woman who had a little color in her, you know, whatever. And that's who she would be. And maybe Tisha Arnold would be oh, the other character and, and her friends or whatever. So so you you know you're talking about you know kind of apples and oranges in a, in a way, but they don't realize that this is still happening. This is still going on. Now, yeah, we have a more politically correct way of talking about things. We don't say things, and oh, we shouldn't be thinking about that. But I hope right now, what we're going through right now, with all of the protests and things of that nature, they realize it's not over. And these things still have to be addressed. And even though right now a lot of this, the protests are based on whites and cops and all this stuff, we still, as black people and people of color, have not dealt with our own issues inside of our own house. And colorism is one of those things that we still have not truly dealt with. So we don't want to talk about that. Um, because as soon as you say anything about that, oh, well, then you're just, you know, oh, there you go again, talking about the horrors of the black man, or, oh, you're coming down on the black woman, why are you doing that? These are things that we need to deal with. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I haven't, like I said, I haven't heard it for today, but I've heard it it's just in general. It has been talked about, you know, on many different levels. So. All right. Well, it's brand new to me. That was my first time hearing it, and Derek had to break it down for me. Um, Amanda, what mm-hmm. do you think? Do you think that um, they're fat-shaming the people on Moesha? Um, you know, I hadn't heard anything either. There have been times where sometimes, like Crystal kind of alluded to, Ray and I will be watching Good Times, or Sam, and they'll say something that you know couldn't pass today, but... You know, and I'm not just talking about the racial stuff. I mean, you know, fat jokes or whatever. And, or, you know, and you kind of, you just kind of laugh and say, you know, it it was a different time. Um, You know, I, I don't know. Um, I think that, I think that you have to know the time period that you're watching. 
you have to kind of lighten up a little bit and enjoy it. But um, I don't know. I don't. I don't feel like it was done in malice. It was just, you know, a thing that you could kind of use as comedy. Um, everything is kind of uh, changing now, where a lot of the things that used to be able to easily be a, a joke and not really, you know, in a harmful way, but just kind of a fun, you know, hey, this is what we're laughing at type thing. I, I think that is um, it's going away now. Now, truthfully, I don't watch that many sitcoms that are common today anyway to see what the what the jokes are, but um, it, it feels strange to me that stuff from the 90s is looked at so harshly because it doesn't seem like that was that long ago but uh I guess you know I guess it's just uh the times changing I've never like I said I've never really looked at those things as uh, a harmful thing but I guess people looking at it uh as a younger audience they're seeing things that we never really took seriously or noticed so you know everybody has the right to their opinion I guess very true and we'll get ready to wrap things up, but I'll say that, and, and what and what Derek was saying on Facebook when he was explaining all this to me, and I agree with him, that people are a lot more sensitive these days to things than what we were growing up. Uh, um, Eminem mentioned the show, the sitcom, What's Happening. What's Happening had a character named Rerun, and they always made fun of Rerun's weight. And, you know, back then, no one really said anything about it. It wasn't that big of a deal. Of course, we didn't have social media. Uh, back in the 60s and 70s and probably the early 80s, uh, the James Bond franchise, James Bond was knocking down three, four women in every movie. He was having sex left and right. Now you fast forward to James Bond now, and dude be falling in love in the movie. Dude got a girlfriend. You know, one woman maybe throughout the whole movie. And that's why the James Bond character is being retired um, next year after the 25th movie, because the model doesn't fit society today. They got to go a different route. So now they have a woman who's taken over um, the 007 moniker. So things have changed. And because of that, people can't watch stuff from back in the day the same way that we could. I, I grew up watching all the shows my father watched back when he was younger. You know, I watched the honeymooners. Well, you, when um, Ralph was threatening his wife to send her to the moon, like he was going to punch her, you know. And back then it was comedy. You say you're going to send a woman to the moon, now you're going to jail. And so yeah. things are a lot different, a lot. Yeah, has I, I love Lucy all that shit. So. <laughs> <laughs> a lot has changed, and rightfully so. Some of it, you know, definitely was way over the top. But I do think that we take things a little too far now because we have a platform to talk about it and it's easy to find, you know, some other people to agree. So we get ready to wrap things up. Uh, had one more question that didn't make the cut. And I think it was kind of sarcasm. Um, Tiandra asked, do taxpayers have to pay for secret service when Donald Trump goes to jail? So that's fine. I guess she was being sarcastic about that one. Um, but we'll go ahead and get our final thoughts and, Let's see. But let me go back to you, man, and let me get your final thoughts of, for the evening. Yo, Buck. Yes. Great okay. show, yeah, man. Can I, get, I, I, love your... I, I love listening to all the different uh, topics and 
you know, and the fire, you know, rapid fire questions that were really, really good. And, um, you know, getting back to one that I brought up, you got to make sure that we make sure you get registered to vote, make sure you do it with the, you know, with the right entity and make sure our voices are heard because this election is the most important that we've seen, well, probably not only just this century, in this century, um, because you see what we have going on now in, in the White House, and that's just not going to cut it. Um, we got we got to show up, vote by any means necessary, and make sure we make the right, you know, do what's required so we can get some normalcy back in the White House. But great show, and definitely enjoyed it, and can't wait for the next one. Thank you very much, sir. Glad to have you on. And, Ray, let's get your final thoughts, man. Yeah, it was a good show tonight. I mean, we spoke on uh, many important topics, and everybody gave great opinions on those topics. I mean, and, you know, voting is, is, is important. But at the same time, you know, I think we want something out of this election that a lot of people are not going to get. And that's uh, just because you might not be in favor of Trump, <laughs> Biden is not the answer. But, you know, He's saying more racist things than Trump. And, you know, everybody's associating him with Obama. But he's far from Obama. His mind is fried. I don't think he has good ideas. I'm not sure if he's going to make it. Now, a lot of people say, well, he's the guy on the ticket and they want to go against Trump. Yeah, Democrat, he may be all right. But then again, everybody in America should vote if you're able to vote, so that's always going to be a good idea. But I just think they just don't have a guy on the ticket. Uh, as far as all the other topics that we talked about, as far as masking, people feeling like they're superior and they feeling like they had the right to do things, even if it's not the best thing to do in society, they need to stop and think and just make better decisions and not try and be defiant just because they feel like they're being told what to do. Sometimes you have to be told what to do for your own good. And, you know, I just think that um, sending kids back to school right now is a bad idea, and I hope that the kids can learn at home and stay safe because we don't want to learn things the hard way and then have to go back and take the kids out of school anyway. By that time, somebody's going to be hurt or even worse. So, I think it was good that we got to talk about some of them things. And, you know, it's always good to talk to everybody. And I look forward to uh, chopping it up again soon. All right. I appreciate it, man. Crystal, what say you, ma'am? Okay, sorry. (laughs) I was on on mute. Um, well, first of all, I would like to say um, regarding, you know, our upcoming election, yes, please vote. Um, vote if whether it's whether you have to go out to the polls or whether you are voting uh, absentee, which I am. And, um, you know, because it is your right to do so, so please do that. Uh, regarding uh, something 
you had mentioned earlier the differences between seatbelt and drunk drivers uh, and what's happening now with the mask and COVID. Coronavirus! The, um, I'm, I'm sorry. I'll stop. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, the, the difference, the main difference is um, the law. Uh, when people, um, you know, came, you know, the, the seatbelt and, and the drunk drivers, of course, was, was mainly led by events that happened and the government whether it be your governor and then moving on up to the federal level, said, this is what we're going to do, okay? If you drive drunk, you will go to, you know, you'll be cited and you will go to jail. And eventually you'll have your driver's license taken away. And if you kill somebody, then you will be thrown in jail for murder. As far as the seatbelt, yes, that affects you, Um but this is something that you you could you could avoid, and not just yourself, but the people in the car with you. If you're not wearing a seatbelt, then maybe they wouldn't either. So we're trying to save lives. Now this became a law, you know, the ticket or ticket. You know, you you will be pulled over, you will be, you know, given a citation, or maybe even arrested for not you know, wearing your seatbelt because you are, you know, inflicting harm on yourself and on others. Um, Hell, if you try to commit suicide and you don't die, you go to a, um, you go to jail. You go to, you know, a mental hospital. You will be taken out of society until you can get yourself together because you are harmed against yourself and against other people. Now, this is what's happening with COVID right now. You are harming other people by not wearing a mask. So you should be charged for doing so. And um, just like with the seatbelt laws and with um, drunk driving or whatever, this is not your right. Your right in life is not to hurt other people. Your right is to live free and the pursuit of happiness. That's your right. Your right is not to kill and or harm other people. So, but the problem right now is that the COVID-19 and all of this stuff has been politicized and the current administration has decided that he is going to listen to his base. And, his, and he feels that his base doesn't want to do this. They, want, they don't want to have any rights, quote, unquote, taken away from them. So he's basically out here saying, oh, don't worry about it. Send your kids back to school because uh, kids aren't, aren't affected anyway. Um, oh, um, don't worry about it. You don't have to wear a mask because it's no big deal. This is going to go away. This is a goddamn flu. You know, and all this kind of ridiculousness because he feels that this is what he sees, you know, his base wants. But if he had said, and this is, he came up in his very, you know, his last interview, he had um, was asked, you have such power to tell these people who your base, your fan club, basically, 
that hang on your every word, if you would just say to them, you know, stop it, wear the mask, do what you're supposed to do, the people out here, my, you know, the law enforcement will bring you down, they would stop because they love this idiot so much. But he won't do that because he doesn't give a shit. He doesn't care about anything except being reelected. That's the difference. You know, that's, that's truly the difference because the people who were in power before when these other things were happening, yeah, people hemmed and hawed about it. But guess what? If they don't do it, they're going to be fined and they may be put in jail. But now it's like, do whatever you want. You're Americans. Just make sure you vote for me. What a fucking idiot. And yes, I can go on and on, and maybe I will on my own podcast. But anyway, unfortunately, this is our last show for a while, and hopefully um, (laughs) you will have a um, new show come up in whatever time you decide. But um, thanks, everybody, for listening. And um, great to be here. Thank you very much, Crystal. I appreciate that. And Amanda, what you got? I think Crystal said it all. You know, um, I think the saddest part is that everything is politicized, and you know, it's not. It's not said, hey, you know, this. I'm doing this to save your life. It's you know, it's all about votes. It's all about appealing to your base. And um, I think that's the the worst thing to just sit there and watch. I don't believe any of us could have imagined that this would be our 2020 right now. You know, when you rung in the new year, you didn't didn't imagine it. Um, I know my mom used to always talk about, you know, 1918, the Spanish flu and all this and that. And she said, hey, you always have to be prepared in case something else were ever happen, you know, make you know, my mom not in a in a panicky, weird way, but just kind of like a health conscious anything can happen type way. And, you know, you hear that and then there's Ebola and there's this and there's that and there's, you know, all these different things that you always think is that gonna be the thing. And I think, you know, you kind of slack off and say, uh, you know, we got this, we're good. And even when things started here and were really, really bad at the beginning of the year, it felt like, okay, we're we're taking one for the team. If everybody else across the country really does what they're supposed to do, they're at home, they're not out unnecessarily. You know, they're still living like the best they can if they, you know, if they need to go to work, go to stores, whatever. But the fact that and basically living in quarantine or a totally different way of life since the end of March in this part of the country and other parts of the country are are really getting hit like we were in let's say April it's it's kind of you know it's kind of a it's kind of a sad thing you know it's like like seeing or hearing one member of the family coming get ready and nobody's really paying attention and then you know, you you're watching your family drown. It's just it's just a sad thing. You know, it's really sad to see that this is where we are in August 2020. That so many of the states that could have prevented this better could have done 
uh, mandatory masks months ago could have done uh, stay-at-home orders and, you know, not lifted things so quickly. It just, it just really is depressing. Um, and then even, you know, and I can't even down some of the other states as bad as I want to because even here in New Jersey, we've had spikes again, despite a, despite what we've done and all that we've been through, people just get comfortable. So I really wish on a federal level, if I ever wished at any point in my life that the president would do what he needs to do, this is the time where I'm wishing it. But based on who we have in office, it's too little, too late. But, you know, I just really wish that um, if nothing else, people would, would take heed to the warnings and do what they need to do and not put other people's lives at risk. But like Crystal mentioned, it, a lot of times it, nobody's really thinking that until they feel the pain themselves. Whether it's, hey, if you're not doing this, you're being fined, you're going to jail, or unfortunately more people having to see their loved ones die and suffer in the hospital alone without them being able to be there and hold their hands. You know, I think that type of thing is, is really waking people up. Unfortunately, people, again, they're not looking at these stories and taking it seriously. They're believing it won't happen to them or that their family member gets sick. Oh, my kid gets sick. He'll be fine. Oh, it's just the flu. And just all the stuff we've been hearing for months now, it's just really sickening and, and tired, you know. But um, I do wish everyone that, uh, you know, all our fellow uh, show legends the best and, you know, wherever you are in the country, I hope that you can stay safe and hope we can all meet again soon and, and continue to enjoy each other. All right. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Eminem shut it down for season eight. Oh, man. Great show, man. Great show. I like the diversity of the loose topics and shit, man. It's like that is that is that is great. And then, you know, everybody was on. You know, well, well, mostly everybody anyway. Uh, they normally come on for this, this, this year, but uh, great points. Uh, uh, you know, especially with uh, the the things with warnings and stuff like that. Bowden speaks for itself. Go to the damn circuit clerk's office, get your shit. It don't take but a few minutes. You ain't got to get scammed with that. Um, but with any kind of warning or health risk, you got to take the shit serious. You know. Um, I, I hate to see what's going on. It happened a few days ago in Beirut, but uh, I don't know what the truth is. But to some accounts, it was something dealing with. Um, and I know we didn't talk about it tonight, but I'm just making a point. Uh, it was something with some, uh, you know, maybe manufacture of, of weapons or something. But anyway, the way here we got OSHA laws or whatever, whatever was going on. That you know, to some accounts, everybody was like, "Man, fuck that! We're not doing that. We're not keeping this shit cool or whatever." Now look what the fuck you got, you know. So basically, you know, that's what happens. And I hate to use that example because that was so tragic, you know, to get blew the fuck up like that. But if that was the truth, that's fucked up for whoever was in charge, you know. So same way here, you know, we we looking at people, literally. Um, all right, okay, like the county I live in, Hines, we're the worst affected county um, out of the state of Mississippi. And already, you know, they trying to find, uh, I think they just found some morgue space somewhere and all that shit. I'm just saying, man, but, you know, people got to take 
certain shit serious, get it over with. But for the most part, Americans, especially traditionally privileged Americans, more so than anybody else, don't ain't used to nobody telling them what to do and shit like that and, and, and try to make everything seem to be either political or or it's got to be a quirk to it or something like that and nobody don't want to do it. And unfortunately, what's going on in 2020, I hate to say it, it's probably going to carry over to 2021 because, once again, regardless of who's in office, if we the people don't do what we supposed to, the shit going to still be fucked up just like it is now. It's probably going to get worse. Um... Uh, you know, and, you know, as far as, like, the topic I had, you know, like, to graduate high school, you know, for the most part, you require, what, four Englishes or something like that, uh, languages, where they changed it over so many years, ELA shit now, something like that. College, same thing, you know, you got, you know, so many years you're supposed to have of that. So, with that said, regardless of what level, Academically, somebody may or not may or may not have been or whatever. It don't really matter. Use common damn sense, as Buck would say. So eloquent, you got to have common sense. Think about it. If you're gonna bring up a damn topic, that's fine. But be specific of what you're saying, because when you use the word enough, you lose the beauty of what your topic was about. And there's nothing wrong with being selective. But just don't label somebody black enough for a certain topic, you know. Like if I was putting together a a a, a role for somebody to play certain characters, you know, I'm like I'm not using Kaepernick for to play Bill Cosby because Kaepernick is too black, quote unquote. You know, I might go with somebody, you know, like Al Roker, but. Don't use the word black. Use their personality. Somebody more mild mannered. Somebody if you you portraying somebody that's that's more boisterous about stuff, say what say you that's why we have fucking adjectives. Now, normally adjectives and adverbs and shit like that is not what I'm talking about on this show, but I'm just just think about what you're saying. You know. But just minimizing language, you lose the beauty of what you're trying to accomplish. Now, instead of somebody focusing on one thing, they're thinking about something totally different, and that's not what you even meant. Um, like I say, so much going on in the world, man, just everywhere you turn around. Uh, I know the murder rate here is up, I don't know how many percent, man. It's it's fucked up, and it's like that in a lot of other places, uh, you know. So we need to, you know, understand that, you know, with all the change going on that's overdue, well, guess what? It's overdue for us to, you know, halfway at like we came over here on the same fucking boat. <laughs> and like, hey, man, if you got a problem with a motherfucker, just go back to fight, man. Shit, don't kill him. Just fight his ass. You know, it's, it's all right. You know, you know, and, and right. if you shoot, man, hell, just play with the nigga, man. Shooting there one time. Y'all laying motherfuckers out over nothing. You know, this shit got to stop. You know, um, and, and to the, um, uh, uh, the last come on make I, I got to fit in this clock Get ready to start ticking Now <laughs> With with the political scene And all that Okay It's always going to be corruption But the only reason It's corruption is Because You know We the people That got to get involved Every single Thing that has changed For the better 
specifically this year was because we the people made a change. You know, in 08, I witnessed something that I thought I'd never see in my lifetime or even my grandkids' lifetime, which would be a, a non-white male president. You know, okay, but how did that happen? Because we the people spoke. So the same thing. If we tired of people taking money and stealing money, do what we got to do. If we tired of, of uh, if you, you know, if you if you involved with public schools, got kids in public schools, you can't afford no private school, you tired of that shit? Well, hell, you know, you'll be surprised what'll happen if you show up damn near two or three hundred deep to a damn PTA meeting. You'll be shocked. They're like, damn, these motherfuckers care, man. We can't just do whatever we want. You know, and so that's just the nature of it. And uh, with the election coming up, is one thing that need to go on that ballot <laughs> that can change and kind of uh, uh, tone down the, the 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 atmosphere we got now, and everybody can kind of get back to you know peace and 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 not be in the war, make love not peace. I mean, uh, hold on, no, 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 make love not war. Uh, right, your what is it? How it go, senator? Your representative. That makes Congress, right? Then locally, you got mayor, you got councilmen. Some cities have aldermen. Uh, you have uh, various judicial branches. You write them and say, we want 1313 placed on the ballot. 1313. 1313 can change the world. It can change the United States for the better. It can uh, turn the economy around. You know, if people was getting a kick out of $1,200, you know, a month, what would you say if you are the, which one is the symbol with the arrow going down? Uh, you might be getting that a day depending on how you handle your business. You know what I'm saying? So get that dig. Get that momentum going. Get that mojo. Come on, Q, with my, with my music. Anything you want. Alright <laughs> Yeah the show can't be a show Unless Eminem is bringing up oh, yeah. a deal For legalizing prostitution <laughs> That's right what, what a way to end What show number what Eight What 835 I think Wow <sighs> Alright so um, Got a caller in the 404 Atlanta The 463 in Indiana and The 661 in Southern California I apologize for not being able to get you on this week but go to TalkToQ.com, and you can find out when the next show is going to air. And I may do this again in the future. Um, you know, T2Q is always evolving, and this may be a new way to do the show, maybe get people to submit topics at the beginning of the week and um, go from there. So we'll see what happens. But that's going to be it for Season 8 of the Talk to Q radio show, brought to you by Mystify Podcast. The next live call-in show will be – um, Wednesday, September the 9th. So I'll be on hiatus for the live show. Uh, I'm, and so Wednesday, September the 9th will be the next scheduled live show. But in the meantime, there will still be interviews and classic clips and rants dropped every week until the end, usually on Sundays and Thursdays. So the show will still be able to be heard. Follow the show for free on Apple and Google and have it available for you when it releases or simply go to talktoq.com. If you want to 
to continue um, discussing our topic with me, you can do so on the Talk to Q Radio Show Facebook fan page. Everyone have a good one. I will see you for season nine. Peace out. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? It's almost like posting a blog, except I'm doing it live. Maybe get people to think differently about what they do and, and maybe change what they do. I never really have a lot of pity for females when it comes to relationships. I was told that I was a man-eater. My name is Quincy. And this is my show. Well, let me thank you for having me on your show. It's so awesome to be here with you and all your listeners. The Talk to Q Radio Show. Follow Q, guys. Thanks. Peace out. Coronavirus!